As the fourth month of the year, April has an important role to play. Pretty birds return to northern states, Shakespeare celebrates his birthday, and runners flock to eastern Massachusetts to participate in the highly anticipated Boston Marathon. Like other 30-day months, April makes an impact on all supply chains, challenging businesses in unique ways every year. This pattern holds true in the transportation industry, where April is seen as a time of transition. Frost laws are in effect, construction projects commence, and produce seasons kickstart. Treating your transportation processes like you did in months prior and failing to account for April's intricacies will be to the detriment of your business. Instead, it's important you understand the changes that, year after year, happen in the trucking industry during April so you can plan accordingly. Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Road, where we'll talk all things transportation during April so that you are set up for success in the days and weeks ahead. Stick around. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast where we talk all things transportation and logistics. Joining me today to talk about the trucking industry during the month of April, the first month of quarter two, is Josh Rivers. Hello. Yes, Josh, for those of you who have not tuned in recently, is a sales team manager at ATS Logistics and is frequently on here talking about the trucking markets, what happens in the open deck drive-in, reefer marketplaces during uh, each month of our year. And uh, today we're talking about April. Josh, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's been going on? How's, how's it looking? Well, so uh, I was fortunate. I had time to speak to a couple of the uh, operations managers again this time. So I've got a, got a couple of notes here. All right. Uh, the, the biggest thing is, and th- this is no secret to, to really anybody who, who has to deal with it in the in their yearly working as a logistics professionals, uh, produce season. Right. It's, uh, it's time for that again. It starts up in April. Uh, so what, do, what that means is uh, produce draws a lot of uh, attention and capacity to the southeast, an mm-hmm. area that's typically not very busy. Um, places like Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, you know, areas that aren't typically super hot for uh, freight, for truck drivers, you know, not, not the best areas to go. Uh, suddenly have a swath of high-paying, really good freight for carriers. So sure. they're going to start heading that direction because that's where all the good money and the good freight is. And that's, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep an eye on. And that's across all equipment types. Uh, some produce shippers will move just racks and pallets of, of, of produce, of equipment to you know move in and pick and and process the produce on open deck trailers so there will still be a demand for capacity um heading down there uh there's also specific trade shows in the southeast when it comes to open deck that will uh soak up a little bit of capacity not quite to the intensity that we have from some of the larger trade shows from some of the larger auctioneering shows uh but it still is is happening we're in prime season for that starting uh in april basically all the way through the uh to the end of fall is when you'll start seeing trade shows so keeping uh an eye on that uh particularly if you're located near big cities just taking a look at what kind of uh, trade shows are going on in your area that might soak up capacity or bring capacity to you because drivers will be making deliveries to those trade shows 
and uh, need reloads to get out of that area. Uh, it's something to, to keep an eye on that'll that'll be beneficial to you. Uh, the dry van side is uh, impacted more so than the open deck side when it comes to produce. Okay. Uh, majority of it is going to go in dry van and reefer trailers, so you're going to see a lot of capacity for that head to the southeast, while the Midwest is going to start to dry up and for, for dry van capacity purposes anyways. Uh, the main reason for that is uh, the Midwest is now in this weird middle ground now, and this happens every year, where it is still not construction season. We're still under snow. We're going to be getting more snow, and we know it's going to be like that for a while. And the um, the seasonal freight, you know, there's no harvest. There's no more um, holiday freight. There's no more, you know, lagging freight from the end of the year, bleeding into the new year. It's it's going to be pretty quiet in the Midwest for a little while here. And um, mainly because a lot of capacity is going to head to the southeast. There's not a lot of freight coming out of the Midwest. And it, it's this weird, interesting middle ground where freight slows down in the Midwest, but it doesn't get cheaper because the capacity knows it's going to slow down. So it's going to head out and it's going to move into the southeast where all this really yeah. good produce freight is. And the little bit that is in the Midwest still needs to go, but there's really not anybody around to take it. Sure. So it's um, it's this bizarre world where... Is there a lot of freight? No. Okay, well, then you'd expect it to be cheap because it's, a you know, an area where there's not a lot of freight coming out of. But at the same time, it doesn't really make the, a difference in the rates because drivers head out. Sure. So uh, that's what we're expecting from, from that angle in the month of April. Uh, produce season becomes a big player. Um, but we've also gotten uh, – I, I got a little bit of feedback from our dry vans operations manager who says that it's been a, a little bit lighter than it has been the past couple of years, mm-hmm. which we anticipated. We anticipated that things were going to slow down. We anticipated that this insane demand that we were experiencing uh, basically from the start of, of, well, from, say, the start of Q2 2020 uh, to now, we knew that was going to come back to reality. And we're experiencing that. So a slow Midwest. uh, Arizona, Texas, and uh, Southern California are actually going to heat up a little bit. Um, Whether that be a combination of, uh, they do have a, a produce season themselves, not to the intensity that the Southeast has, but they do have one. More freight is going to start moving in and out of those areas because construction is going to pick up. Um, just shipping in general for a lot of uh, manufacturers picks up out of those areas around this time of year. So you can expect to see those areas heating up with with really good paying freight. Uh, and they're typically areas, especially, you know, Arizona, Southern California, the Southeast. These are all areas that drivers typically don't want to go. And now it's going to become a very desirable destination sure. because – Drivers know they can get good paying freight out of those areas. So the rates going to those areas might take a dip and you might find it um, easier, even if it doesn't get cheaper, which it might. But even if it doesn't, it'll still be easier to get guys to go down into that area because there is freight coming out. Um, We've noticed it. We have a trailer manufacturer that we work with currently out of uh, Minnesota, local to us. And uh, brand new customer. We've been, you know, working out the bugs with them and working out the kinks with them. And it's a lot of freight that heads into California. Multi-stop, you know, very undesirable freight for for flatbed drivers because it's multi-stop it's northern california which is not nearly as desirable as say southern california because of the restrictions that they have on trucks and trailers um and we're still finding it easier than anticipated in some instances to get drivers now don't don't get me wrong it's 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 not a cakewalk by any means and we had a couple of them where we just we had to pay through the nose to get people to go down there to hit our timelines but it's it's not been the 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 trial that we thought it might be. Sure. What is so, it? So what are the restrictions? It's just like permitting issues and uh, certain portions of <clears throat> California, particularly in the northern area, Sacramento, San Francisco, yeah. San Jose, uh, Redding, 
they they have restrictions on trucks and trailers. So, for example, um, there's portions of California where drivers have to drive with their tandems closed. Oh, and gotcha. from a weight dispersal standpoint, uh, that can be um, a massive pain in the behind because uh, with the tandems closed, you can be overloaded on axles. Mm-hmm. Uh, some drivers like to open and spread their axles to further distribute the weight so that they sure. can scale legally. And in some portions of California, you cannot do that. Hmm. Uh, we ran into an issue with it before when we were hauling a container and driver got to California. They made him close his tandems and he was overweight. So we had to pay a crew to go out and meet this driver to open the container to reorganize the contents of said container to get him to a legal standing and continue the transit. So it's something to be aware of. Big headache when it happens. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the main reason we get a lot of pushback for guys going into Northern California is because it it can be a massive pain in the behind because you you do have to take all these things into account. You have to make sure it's squared away before you get in there, otherwise you'll be stuck waiting. And it and it can be very. It's not cheap to pay somebody to come out there and rework freight on your trailer. You know, even if it's not in a container, if it's just pallets that are staggered across the deck, you still got to pay somebody to come out there with a with a forklift or a capability of of moving. Yeah. this product safely without damaging it. And, you know, you don't want to skimp out on that service. So you got to pay a premium for that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just something that we deal with. It's it's not a secret, you know. Everybody knows it. At, at least, you know, we, we, sh- we should be aware of that as, as the logistics professionals in, in our sector. You know, maybe not all customers are aware of it. Maybe they don't move to free- California frequently or, you know, maybe they just, they're just not aware of it. And that's something I would rather have my – brokers and my, my trucking companies know than myself. You know, we, we should be the voices of information. We should be informing customers of this stuff, not the other way around. Right. In my opinion. No, yeah. Um, but there are customers who are extremely well-informed and they'll know about that. Another thing that we're, uh, we're seeing a little bit here is, uh, and, I'm, and I'm on the topic of California, we've been noticing a lot of weather. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have the metrics in front of me to say if it's, you know, better or worse than years prior but it just it, it seems like we're dealing with a lot more of uh flooding in california this year mm-hmm. uh southern california got snow for the first time and i don't Uh-oh. know how long so i'm a big nascar fan and the the fontana race was they didn't have practice or qualifying friday or saturday because it was it was snowing not business as usual right yeah so it was it's interesting to see and we've been noticing a lot of that i mean the midwest and the the northern states are still getting just crushed by snowstorms i mean this is i've lived in minnesota since i was off and on since i was four years old and from my memory you know from from what i can remember and i've suffered a head injury so it's not worth much but from what i can remember this is the most snow i've seen since i've lived here so it's it's something we're dealing with it's it's definitely causing issues because drivers Pay attention to that. They pay attention to the forecast. And, you know, if, if there's a snowstorm coming through on a Friday and they're set to deliver late on a Thursday, they may not want to do that because there's a real possibility they may not be able to get out in time. So, and it's uh, driving in the snow is no joke, particularly this time of year when it's uh, when it's real cold and you get snow, it's not as big of a deal because it's, it's already cold. Whereas, like, you get these weird uh, situations similar to now where the days are relatively mild, you know, yeah. uh, low 30s, high 20s. And with direct sunlight, the snow will melt, even if it's below freezing. Um, and when you get these really wet snows, they settle on the road, and it creates all this moisture. And if the road crews don't get out in time, or if they can't get to a portion of the streets in a timely manner, it'll freeze over, and it creates a really glare ice. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure you experienced it. Uh, the last semi-decent snowstorm that we had uh, last week, 
Well, when you came into work the next day, the parking lot felt like a skating rink. Yeah. And it's because it was that wet snow that sat there, was able to melt overnight or during the day and then freeze overnight. And it yeah. creates these really glare ice issues that you see. So that's something that we're dealing with. You will continue to deal with that in April uh, because, unfortunately, uh, we live in a portion of the country where spring doesn't start till May. So <laughs> May, June. It yeah. is what it is. Uh, talking about produce season and maybe heating up in those undes- what would traditionally be undesirable areas. Yeah. So rates are maybe a little bit higher coming out, oh, yeah, lower absolutely. going in. Um, you'd say that's mostly in the southeast and then into California, Texas yeah. at all, Louisiana. Yeah, I, I think so. It's going to start in April and then it's only going to intensify as we go on through okay. the summer. So basically you draw a line from the Carolinas and just follow the border of every straight every state all the way across to Southern California. Okay. And that's typically where it's the most um the most uh product coming out from a from a produce standpoint. Sure. Um I can't speak to New Mexico. I, I don't have a hundred percent certainty on what, what their produce season looks like. If they have one, sure. I would have to consult with uh, one of my operations managers about that. Just to, I mean, I, I can't speak to it knowledgeably. That's right. what I mean. Yeah. Um, but having dealt with them in the past, I know we do experience it in Arizona. We experience it in Southern California. We experience it in Texas. We experience it in Georgia. We experience it in the Carolinas, and we experience it in Florida. Uh, those are the I have firsthand experience of dealing with that. You know, seeing those capacity crunches, seeing those rate spikes, that's uh, I can speak to that because I've dealt with it. I would have to consult with someone else in regards to New Mexico. I, I mean, I think about the times I've driven through New Mexico. I don't know where you'd find a place to <laughs> farm produce in New Mexico. But I said the same thing about Arizona, and I know that they have a, something radishes or something. Yeah, something that doesn't require a whole lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it that way. They're farming cactuses. I don't know, <laughs> cacti, the plural for cacti, yeah. um, the plural for cactus. So that's the. Uh, that's the big thing. Uh, that that's going to be the name of the game starting in April. Um, it's a fresh quarter too, so you might see a pretty pretty serious um, influx of freight hitting the market. And uh, it, starts of quarters are always different for everybody. Some people move next to nothing at the start of the quarter yeah. because they made a push to get everything out at the end of the previous quarter. Some shippers, it is a massive push to get everything out at the previous quarter, and then they keep that tempo at the start of the oncoming quarter to to get a head start on quotas. So. Um, it's it's possible that you might experience that as a uh, shipper if you're looking for capacity and you've got a really big shipper that's in your neighborhood that is uh, pumping out a serious amount of volume. They're probably going to be paying pretty well too because they know they have to get it out. Right. So that's uh, that's what you might be competing for. Um, and that's that's broker or carrier. If you're working direct to, direct to a, an asset-based carrier or you're working with brokers, that's what you're going to deal with. Uh, carriers are loyal to a degree. Uh, money talks in this industry. I've said it before. I'll, I'll say it every time I'm on this podcast is money talks in this industry. Uh, but there are drivers who are very loyal to their shippers. They lock in contract rates and they honor them and, and all the more credit to them. Uh, I, I wish everybody was like that. <laughs> so. We talked on uh, last episode about the uh, kind of the kickoff or the kickstart of construction, freight moving, construction yes. industry. Uh, ramping up a little bit. Yes. Have we been seeing that? Do we Should we con- continue to expect to see that? We're seeing products getting put into position. So we have customers that we're currently quoting for projects that, that they anticipate starting in April or projects that might be uh, anticipating a start date sometime in May, but they're wanting to get their equipment in position. Okay. And we're starting to see a little bit more of that, obviously not in the Midwest, but states where it's warmer and more feasible, it's it's right. starting. So 
yes, it's a thing we are noticing, but it's it, the intensity for that ramps up. It's kind of similar to produce in the sense that as the summer months come closer and go on, it gets more intense. So, and that typically will run you into the fall uh, for some areas. For some areas of the country, it doesn't stop. You can do road work year-round. And for large chunks of the country, you can't because it freezes or the weather just becomes unfavorable for you. You know, trying to do road construction in the winter and springtime in the Pac Northwest when it's raining almost every day, probably not a good idea. But no. but you could feasibly <laughs> if, you, if you tried. Are we seeing frost laws? Frost laws are in Yes, effect. actually. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, we, uh, we just got information on that this morning. It is uh, starting to go into effect, and in some places it is already in effect. There are Uh-oh. portions of Minnesota where frost laws and thaw laws are already in place. Um, if you are a shipper that is moving heavy equipment or heavy shipments in general, you know, north of 45,000 pounds, this will be a factor to you. Uh, and what these are in... In a, in a nutshell, there's there's very long-winded and roundabout ways to describe it, but it's basically uh, rules and laws in place that prevent specific weight shipments from specific roadways because they need the ground underneath to thaw and and heat up so that it prevents tearing in the asphalt, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's the reason a lot of uh, roads in the Midwest, it's a, it's a running joke, right? There's There's five seasons in Minnesota, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter, and road construction. <laughs> and uh, it's a running joke amongst most of the Midwest because um, the roads where it's very hot in the summer, very cold in the winter, those temperature fluctuations wreak havoc on the road. And especially when the roads are thawing and they're still in that uh, middle ground where they freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw during the day and night. And that's uh, the more weight you apply to that, that straddles those roadways, you get the tears in the middle, you get the big potholes. And um, frost laws are in place to prevent that to a to a larger degree, because heavier shipments, heavier freight uh, stresses the road out, and it'll tear it and damage it. And it's uh, it's basically in place to prevent um, catastrophic failures or damages to the roadways. Sure. So uh, they take it very seriously. You can get hemmed up pretty good by it if you're caught moving, uh, hauling heavy freight on roadways that do not allow it. So it is something to be careful for. We've we've strangely had customers who were unaware of it i won't say strangely i mean again we need to be the voice of information when it comes to this so the things that we know we can't just expect other people to know we have to be that informative voice um but we have run into customers who have not been aware of it in the past we had a gentleman who purchased a uh an excavator that was out of free storage days and needed us to move it and we had to tell him sorry boss we can't frost laws are in place yeah and uh he was thankfully able to work something out with the storage facility uh so they were able to hang on to it because we legally the thing could not move correct so, uh, but be careful and be mindful of it. If you're a shipper that's moving that kind of equipment, it is, uh, it's real. Yeah. And, and it changes by the roadway. It changes by the route. Yeah. States, it's going to be different how, how everywhere. Do you, how do you, uh, figure out the information is on the websites? Each DOT site for each specific state yeah. should have information on this. Gotcha. The ones that I have looked at have had it. Um, and they'll give you ideas of when they start, when they end, uh, what the restrictions are and where those restrictions are. So I would suggest using your government resources and utilizing the Department of Transportation for each state if you're curious about what your laws look like. I wish I could say I'm an encyclopedia and I just Mm -hmm. know all of them off the top of my head, but got a lot of stuff going on in the day. (laughs) I don't have uh, eight hours in a day to dedicate to being up to speed on the Department of Transportation website for all 50 states. So, well, 48. Fair enough. We wouldn't expect you to. But 
by and large, your per, transportation provider is pretty cognizant of this and, and will be planning that. They, they should be. And uh, if they're not, they, they will be <laughs> when they go to schedule that pickup for you. So, <laughs> uh, What about Easter? Easter's coming up in April. And yeah. You, it's uh, not as disruptive as other holidays. Is I, it? I lose Easter because I, <laughs> it, it, it changes months, right? So like sometimes it's in March, sometimes yeah. it's in April. April this year. Yeah. Um, it is similar. It's, it's similar to, to most holidays. Will it be as intense as like Christmas? No. Um, would I expect it to be on par with something akin to like the 4th of July? Hmm. Maybe. Um, you'll see capacity restraints. So Easter's on a Sunday, obviously you'll see capacity restraints on the Friday and Monday, uh, proceeding and proceeding Easter. That's when you'll see, uh, it, it really come into play. Um, outside of that, I mean, you know, just, just be cognizant of the, uh, of the Friday and Monday, uh, before and after Easter. And it shouldn't be, you know, devastating in the sense that like, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving are, but, uh, it'll definitely soak up some capacity. It'll definitely, there's going to be guys who are going to park it on Friday and not hit the road again until Tuesday. Uh, you'll see that it's, uh, you know, just be smart. Uh, Holidays are, are never this, um, this boogeyman. That they're made out to be in the transportation industry as long as you plan for it. If you're making sure that all of your freight is out before and or after this holiday time, you'll be okay. And the the really the only exception to that was, um, you know, we talked about all the, the, the extremely high rates from the past few years and drivers making a killing. Um, we did see that that really crazy bleed over from uh, this past holiday, uh, Christmas and New Year season, where drivers parked it on Christmas and then they didn't hit the road until like January seventh or you know the, the sure. week after New Year's because they could afford it. Right. I was going to stop the truck for two weeks and whatever, and the guys who were moving were making buku dollars because <laughs> we <laughs> they were the only ones on the road. So um, you won't see that. I, I I mean, anything is possible, obviously, but if I was a gambling man, you won't see that kind of uh, intensity from Eastern. Good. Good deal. Anything else about April you feel that is worth noting? It's, uh, it's, it is the month when things start to ramp up nationwide. Yeah, think? it's, it's going to be a month of, you know, shaking the snow off, breaking free from the, from the chill of the winter. And, uh, you know, I feel like we give a lot of information really fast there. So... Uh, play this back at like 0.5 speed <laughs> if uh, if it was a little too quick, um, but that's 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 really the month the month of April in a nutshell. And then you know when we talk again in May, it's going to be a little bit more of the same, uh, a little bit more intensity in uh, in in specific areas. But we'll we'll cover that in in the next month's podcast. Outside of that, it's that's about all I can give you. Good Just deal. be prepared, uh, plan ahead as always. Have a large network, but a uh, have a have a large but confident a network that you're confident in you know don't get too big for your own britches um use a mix of both asset-based carriers and brokers it's going to give you the best capacity and flexibility and reliability gives you the best of all those Mm -hmm. and um you know if you're if you're looking for any more specific information on uh particular areas that you might encounter in the winter months you know produce season hazmats construction deliveries uh, heavy machinery moves frost laws um we have a wealth of knowledge on our learning hub. Big time. Even if you don't utilize us as a uh, as a carrier yourself, um, if you if you have no interest in bringing onboard ATS as a broker and or carrier in your network, uh, you still owe it to yourself to take a look at the learning hub. Yeah. Uh, whether you use us or not, it's it's going to benefit you. We have uh, all the information, like I just said, frost loss, produce season, uh, machinery moves, the month of April in a nutshell. Um, but you can also find information on 
uh, hazmat shipments. You can find information on checklists to help you vet the carriers in your current network. Uh, it's all free. It's all available there for you. So not to flog it. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Didn't mean to plug the company website there, but uh, I mean it's 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 honestly it's you know we we put a lot of time into it. We we I personally spent a lot of time making videos and podcasts and articles for it, and uh, I do it for the simple fact that I've the, the process goes a lot easier and a lot smoother when uh, shippers and receivers are informed. So yep. that's the objective is we're looking to inform shippers and receivers whether we work with you direct, whether we're stopping off, making a delivery to you because of another customer that we're working with. The the more you guys know, the better it goes for us. Yeah. So. And vice versa, if, if there's customers out there that are making, you know, checklists for carriers and shipper or carriers and brokers to, that are delivering or picking up there from their facilities, all the all the better. So yeah, send it over. I'll put a link to the Learning Hub in the show notes below. Uh, I think we we have framed it as a comprehensive library of answers to transportation's most common questions. Yeah. So you can be there's the supplier that always delivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. You have been listening to Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast produced by Anderson Trucking Service. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure to follow along wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss our next episode, which we publish multiple times per month. For more information on the trucking industry during April, including what happens to the open deck, dry van, reefer, and overdimensional marketplaces during the fourth month of the year and the second month of spring, I have put an article in the show notes below titled The Trucking Industry in April 2023, What You Should Know. Give it a read and make sure that you are planning accordingly this month. If you're looking for more transportation industry-related content and information, I've put a link to the ATS Learning Hub in the show notes below. You can also find it at atsinc.com slash learning hyphen hub. That's learning hyphen hub. On the Learning Hub, you will find a comprehensive library of answers to transportation's most common questions in the form of articles, videos, podcast episodes like this one, case studies, infographics, downloadable tools, and more, all created to help you become the supplier that always delivers for its customers. Like Josh mentioned, all of those resources are created free of charge. We just want to help you in any way you need. Finally, thank you for listening. We can't wait to speak to you again soon on another episode of Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast.